Welcome to the Gigless Podcast, Season 2, a podcast showcasing the works and talents of those who lost their gigs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast will feature a range of creatives from the tri-state area who are young visionaries and who contribute to their craft despite the recent events that have happened. Join us today as our host, Remy Levovic, speaks with May Vucherpong Batana from Rooftop Conversations, a human interest story for the modern world. Based in Brooklyn, New York, May's extroverted and vibrant personality light up the stage as she brings in friends from her profession and daily life to her viewers. As a New York State attorney, she started this series to start engaging in conversations and create an audio-visual experience within quarantine. Enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome back to season two of Gigless. I'm your host Rem Vivek and today our guest is May Vutra Pong Batana. She is a New York City based content creator and also the host of the Rooftop Conversations podcast and uh, Instagram content reels videos. It's more of like a YouTube thing now. (laughs) Yeah, it started on Instagram. It started back when we had Instagram TV and Instagram wasn't trying to become TikTok. So this season, we'll be focusing on creative people during COVID-19 pandemics post-quarantine. We are currently in the stages of reopening, but that doesn't mean that everyone has their gigs again. So I invited May on the show to talk about, you know, she is a New York City-based attorney, but she has explored her creative side and is actually like a great content creator, both on her personal Instagram and on her professional rooftop conversations one. So May, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much, Remy, for having me on your platform on Gigless. Uh, your work has been really amazing, and it's been a pleasure to have come on your show. Um, yeah, so a little bit about myself. My name is May. Um, I'm based in Brooklyn, New York, and I I think like Remy says, I actually just got recently admitted to the New York State Bar as an attorney, but of course, because of COVID, <laughs> um, I'm currently unemployed at the moment. Um, however, I did take this time to kind of explore my creative side. Um, I think for a lot of us who were typically in office jobs or typically in what you would call left brain job, uh, you know, professions, you don't really get the chance to explore your creative side as much because of schooling and because of your professional work. So definitely during this time, during the pandemic, it was a great way for me to kind of explore that side and to, of course, create something like Rooftop Conversations. And Rooftop Conversations is basically, um, I'm going to just say, like, as my friends joke around, an audio-visual experience, but it's really just a show on YouTube that I've created where I interview different guests from different parts of my life, actually, like friends, people I've met on Instagram, uh, people I've met at events like Remy, um, and just kind of getting to know them, their passions, their work, and what they, like, you know, any interesting topics, or it's like human interest stories, in a way, for the modern world. Yeah, I've been on rooftop conversations and it was just so much fun to film in my backyard and be on my dock. So, yeah, and then hearing all of her interesting friends, because she has a lot of interesting friends. She has like friends that are like from programmers to 
scientists to creative people to just all walks of life. It's just so interesting to hear everyone's stories. And May is just an awesome, awesome start, uh, storyteller. Thank you so much, Remy. I really appreciate that. Like sometimes, honestly, I think it's just from me being an extrovert. And that's where the project came about. Um, it's so in the beginning of quarantine, I worked out on my rooftop because New York City, right? You don't have a big backyard to exercise or a big living space. So I was just like, you know, I miss talking to people. I miss like seeing people. I miss having that interaction with people. And as an extrovert, that's where you feed up a lot of your energy. So I'm like, all right, let's just do this. And I've always wanted to do something in content creation. Um, even when I was still working in my office and I was like, well, I, what, what do I do, right? Like, what, where do I go from this? I see people on BuzzFeed do it. I've seen, you know, people go from there. And then I was like, I don't have a camera. I don't have a fancy like equipment. I don't have like a funny storyline, but this was a good way, you know, seeing what like John Krasinski did with some good news or what Miley Cyrus did with Bright Minded on IGTV, I was like, okay, maybe this is something I could do, but with like everyday people, my guests aren't everyday. I think they do like super amazing things that are like awesome people, but just people that like you can see yourselves in um, doing something. And of course, these folks are also mostly BIPOC, people of color. And um yeah, and I think just kind of showcasing folks like, hey, like maybe there's someone who wants to be an engineer and like you can see someone who look, looks like yourself on the show. You, you may see another lawyer who might not be represented in what mainstream media says, but there's someone out there that I've interviewed for someone to look at. So, yeah. All right. I think that, and this is something that Dane, my producer of Gigless, has also done with me is that when you don't have the platform or the space, just make your own we're at the point in technology where if anybody has access to a phone, they can record things. If anybody has access to a laptop, they can edit things. And we all have friends as much as I'd like to think. So if you can't edit it, one of your buddies can edit it. And I think that that is just so incredible. But you are a a one woman show, right? You run the whole thing yourself. I am. I literally am the producer, the editor, the the marketer, every single thing. I think I take on every role. Yeah. I think that you're doing a great job of it, you know? Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. This work is between me and Dane. Dane does all the audio editing. I just, I do the whole graphics and everything and putting together the videos for YouTube. But Dane is the audio master for sure. Yeah, and I think, like, honestly, like you were saying, right, going back to accessibility of, like, being a content creator, I think, like, before, um, and I, I'm going to credit one of my guests and also, like, one of my closest friends that I interviewed for um, my own show, Rooftop Conversations, my friend Matt, he's also a film editor, and he was like, you know what, lately, these days, like, technology has made it much easier for everyone to just kind of create content, right? Like, back in the day, in the 90s, when we were born, it's, you would have to get like these really high tech equipment but now you can all you do is you have you have a phone you have a laptop you can be creative right like literally all I wear I have I still have the iPhone 7 plus because I'm broke so I'm like literally running off like an iPhone from like five six years ago a tripod and then invested in some earbuds and I created my own show and just like you know 
marketing tools, you use something like canva.com to market your things, social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, using all that, utilizing all that. And of course, like asking your friends for guests, right? You can find content everywhere. People make vlogs and about their daily life. People eat for YouTube. People make cooking shows. And for me, it's like, you know, I have a great resource of all these amazing friends who do like amazing things and talents and I'm like well <laughs> we might as well get them to be on and people enjoy it people love talking about themselves and their passions and giving them that platform so it kind of just all works out and I think that's one of the greatest things about content creation now it's so accessible and anyone can do it and anyone can have a voice and you know in the in like the in the art content world at least yeah, it's just about curating content and people don't understand that curating content takes so long and staging because you have to stage things, you have to make sure that the lighting is correct. It's like a whole you're a photographer, you're a set designer, it's a whole thing. So you're so coordinated though like with your outfits and everything on your Instagram yeah. <laughs> well thank and you so dog. much yeah. oh my dog yeah that's my, my my girl I want to interview her for rooftop conversations one day but oh, I don't know if she's gonna give much content um but yeah no you're right I think back to with curating right I think even things like how I pick the guests on my show um I mean kind of intentionally but also not intentionally I tend to focus on folks of color but then also most of my friends are also folks of color so that's where the unintentionality comes but also picking to see like okay you know if I have a lawyer what type of lawyer are they what kind of story are they going to tell right because I know tons of lawyers and I don't want to just bring every other lawyer that I know on the show I have to kind of make sure like okay what do they have to say that's a little more unique right so this past season I've had a prosec uh, person um a, a black law student who wants to be in prosecution, which was, it's totally two different ideas when you come to like criminal, and like she's also interested in criminal justice, right? So when you think prosecution, criminal justice, those two don't really intersect sometimes and just kind of asking her like, okay, so what do you think? Why do you think being a prosecutor will allow you to focus on criminal justice work better? And so that unique story to tell or having someone who is a an immigration attorney but then asking her about her personal experience being a first-gen college student and being a first-gen law student and also being a daughter of immigrants as well so it's like focus like finding curating stories isn't just okay picking off any of my friends and being like all right you come on but it's like okay which person has a unique story to tell because if I put like five lawyers on there they're telling me the same things that's also not productive of the show too so curation and like the questions you have to make up and like ask folks it's all it's all part of being intentional with what you're doing right so I don't know have have you adapted to a new way of working has your work you know shifted from yeah. this whole pandemic <laughs> definitely I mean so prior to the pandemic um I found it really difficult for me to like, so I worked this, so prior to the pandemic, I was in a fellowship that wasn't necessarily of my legal interest or my professional interest, but I just did it because money and I needed something to do post-grad. And during that time, I was like feeling kind of like down about like life and just like, oh, this feels like so unfulfilling and looked into ways of like, okay, what can I do? to explore other passions that I have. And I talked to, to my friend 
about creating a podcast and like you know I tried it out just didn't work and I think like what really got to me about this time was like it was for the first time allowing me to stay at home allowed me to be able to do things on my own time right so like even when I was working and I was like working from home I didn't have to go out there and like venture out create sketches and content and like do all that stuff it allows me to be able to schedule things on my own time, do things that I like what I want to like do things on the, on the time that I want to. And also like get, people are at home. So it was easy for me to get guests as opposed to scheduling this person who was like on a route or this person commuting or this person going to this thing. Since everyone was at home, it was just more easier for me to get guests on board. And another thing I think is just like staying at home and this like new, you know, quarantine mindset I think it just allows people to be more brave and more creative. It's like, okay, well, we're in this pandemic. There's a new way of life. What can we do? And it just gave me the courage to kind of pursue content creation, right? Like, forget about what people are judging you. Like, a co- my former coworker, Veronica, and I'm like, credits to her because she really pushed me to do this. She said, when you're being a creator of any type, visual art, filmmaking, podcasting, the thing is just to do it. And I think yeah. quarantine forced me to kind of be like, all right, just do it and just take that risk. And I did. And, you know, it's funny because like there's been like well, episode 17 is about to be released this Saturday and I have more to come. So I'm surprised I even made it this far because <laughs> I thought it was going to be five episodes that I would give up. No, I'm like literally about to be on like episode 20 something by the time like maybe this thing could maybe this thing is like released. So like super cool yeah no Dan and I have some episodes in the bank but yeah it's it's just so great to see how far that you've come in you know it's August now we started this whole project in March and to see how like interested people are and that you've built a following in such a short amount of time and that's another thing that I want to just you know make a point about is that the the content that people are following has shifted because now with social distancing and all these things in effect like you can't go to you know just for example like all those pop-up sculpture places that are really expensive in New York City you can't go there and take pictures for content anymore you can't um I feel like a lot of people on Instagram are having like existential crises because they feel that uh you know, they can't take pictures at a restaurant anymore. They can't, they have to completely shift their content from, you know, to make, I guess, you know, it's not always going out and spending money. Like there's other ways to make good content. And you and I are definitely examples of that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I agree. I think COVID-19 has shifted a lot of our mentality and mindset. You know, in the beginning of COVID, people were criticizing influencers for how they're spending their money, how they're able to like yield their influence to getting like influence to getting like a COVID test before everyone else did. And I think mm-hmm. people are now looking for like genuine, like down to earth, like content, right? Like things that that they can relate to, but also things that have a meaning. And I think that's what I've been trying to do with rooftops as well from you know, I sometimes like, you know, filming on a rooftop and like in the middle of Brooklyn, you sometimes like stuff happens, right? Like the, the, my tripod will fly away or things like that. I keep some of that stuff in because it shows like, Hey, I'm just human. 
and even to the way I dress, you know, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you mentioned my personal Instagram. I, I like definitely make sure like I like look a certain way on like my personal Instagram, I dress up, but I intentionally wear actually gym clothes and like, you know, put my hair in a pie pony and everything because I'm like, well, what's the point of me? Like, I want to be able to show people and send a message. Like, you don't need to be glamorous all the time to be a content creator. You don't need to be aesthetically, you know, put together or, you know, attractive or conventionally attractive to do this. You can just be anyone with a message. And if your message is meaningful to connect to people, there you go. And that's something I'm trying to bring, especially like women content creators too. Like, you know, people always expecting you to look a certain way, but I'm trying to break that stigma. Like, you don't need to be a certain look in order to be yeah. a content creator to be successful at it yeah because I feel like as a woman just speaking as a woman um that you're never gonna win either way because you're before because before this whole thing if you were overly dressed they'd be they're like well where are you going dressed like that and now if you're overly dressed it's like what's open that you're going to yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so it's just like, you know what, do your own thing and enjoy yourself your own way. But I think that one of the things that content creators, especially lifestyle bloggers are encountering is that there is a stigma now with, you know, going out to eat. There's a stigma now with um, going out to eat or going or being in big groups of people and not wearing masks and just promoting the idea that like uh COVID's like you know over over because it's not away yet it's not gone yeah. away yet mm-hmm. yeah no definitely I think it's not gone um and I think that's what it is right I think like like you were saying um like you were what were you saying okay you were saying something like um I think like lifestyle content creators right like I like I think so if it if I think for me it's just like the like once again right policing folks online like what do you want to put on what do you want to do what do you want like I mean and that I think like I don't want to I'm not policing the people who do choose to go eat out or choose to dress up or choose to go outside I think that is on them and if that is what allows them to feel great about themselves at that moment and as long as they're being socially conscious and responsible in those shoes because you can go out to eat and still be mindful that COVID is a thing oh absolutely you know what I mean I think as long as your choices don't hurt other people and it makes you feel good then it's fine I think going back to what you're saying about content creation right it's like if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't especially if you're a woman especially if you're a person of color especially if you're non a gender non-conforming person right people want to police your content and it's like that's the thing about why people are afraid to get into content creation right even for myself right because I was like oh are people gonna like what I put out are people gonna care what I put out are people gonna make fun of me and the thing about content creation is like vulnerability but also like putting yourself out there being vulnerable and like being you know vulnerable with like what you're saying but also like being proud of your work and having fun with your work and I think you tell me this too as a fellow like content creator you're like even if you're not getting paid if you're not getting recognized even if you just have five people watching your show or 20 people watching your show or like 3,000 people watching your show you're still an artist if you're owning that work if you have ownership of your content and if you're like having fun doing it I think genuinely, like, it sounds weird, but I enjoy doing rooftops. As much as you're saying, like, oh, my God, May, you run your own show. 
are you tired are you not I'm like yeah I'm exhausted there are times when like filming on a rooftop is not easy it's really hot sometimes and like you're you're like in the sun sweating and having to come edit having to schedule everything having to find people it's hard but I enjoy it and I've actually like reconnected with either reconnected or connected for the first time on a deeper level like people like yourself for the first time during quarantine and I'm like okay I'm expanding my network further and it's like now because of rooftops you know, I'm able to get to connect with so many more people on a deeper level. So we talk every day for yeah. people that are listening. We talk on Instagram every day. We've bonded <laughs> like that. And I'm just going to say this is that, you know, yeah, there's always going to be, there always was judgment and policing on these social platforms, but I feel now it's just like so much more in depth and going back to what you said earlier about you know you're an influencer you have like a million people following you and you know you're promoting something that you know may or may not be safe you know you don't know and also that's the thing is like I feel that just I feel like a follower feels that they have access to you so putting up those boundaries as a content creator especially as a creative person I I don't care what anybody says every creative person is sensitive and they're just sensitive on a deeper level than I guess like average people because of the fact that like musicians performers artists content creators any type of creative person is more in tune I feel with like you know the I guess the emotional the emotional reality of the society that they're living in I feel that like I feel like artists and creatives just translate that and interpret that on such deeper levels than like average people yeah no I totally agree because it's like I think as a content creator um although I'm I'm probably like more like on the logical side because of like how I my upbringing and how like my and my professional life but also I do agree because um for me personally like at least I'm like the way like the, the content I produce right you have to be intuitive with what the like what you want to send out and what you want people to see about yourself and your work but also how how it makes the audience feel right so like a lot of the things I focus on my show you know it's you know we focus things on like current events right I've spoken to people about the uprisings in the light of the um and in Minnesota with George Floyd I've talked to folks about dealing with grief and COVID I've talked to folks about you know how it is to you know organize during a time when there's a global pandemic um talking about local politics so I have like taken you know stuff that happens in the outside world or the non-creative world and kind of implemented that in my work and my art in a way so I do agree there is like that intuit like I think there's like an intuition in a way right and I think yeah by being vulnerable people think like they have access to you like oh yeah like you know I can just like do this and this and this but it's like no like we're also people too um you know we're also we also have our own opinions our own mindsets um and the work that we're doing yes it's up for you for the conversation it's up for debate it's up for you know like communication about the piece but it's also like the piece not the person behind it so yeah right and so you know to speak about your upbringing have you been 
trying to, I guess, like reconnect with the things that you found joy in when you were younger, like, <laughs> you know, like, I guess the roots of your creativity. <laughs> oh my God. So it's so, okay. So it's interesting because like, I don't think like I am a creative person. And if I was like, I, I think it was stunted just by the way, like I grew up um, growing up in an Asian house, Asian immigrant household, like career writing the arts is like a no, like that's like, you can't like, that's, there's no point in doing that um and then of course like my own professional life like having to go through law school having to be in such like a stiff field you don't get to see yourself you know do that but I think like it's allowed me to foster whatever creativity I had you know what I mean I like looking back I always used to make videos for presentations in middle school like I found my old camcorder the other day um even throughout law school I love to like fashion was a big part of my life I like to dress up I like to curate my Instagram have an aesthetic on things and I think quarantine has allowed me to embrace that side a little more like a side that was like initially like, that was never fostered if that makes any sense because of the way I was I was brought up or the way that I was raised or like the career that I'm in so it's allowed me to foster that and to kind of get more in touch with that right so it's like okay, what does it mean to be creative? What does it mean to um, do a certain thing? And I think like being creative or being a content creator, there's no one book, there's no one method, there's no one way to be an artist, there's no one way to be a content creator. As long as you're making something, you're doing something, and you're enjoying it, it makes you happy, that's like the way to go. Right. And there's like tips and tricks to not spend a lot of money while doing it. Like everybody walked into like an AC more and found out that there's like a flower wall, you know, and started like curating these crazy flowery picks, like outfits and everything. There's simple ways to do it, but I feel that a lot of people are intimidated about like specifically uh, picturesque, like Instagram uh, content creation because of the fact that they see people spending so much money in order to do it but like one of the most uh there's a person I know that is a uh, fashion blogger and they're just like I get everything from the thrift shop and I was like what and they're like yeah everything's from the thrift shop I don't buy any of my stuff yeah and I think that's what it is I think that's like yeah. the misconception about content creation whether it's like fashion blogging filmmaking editing photos taking pictures um podcasting you know there are like I think one of the so I actually tuned into and I think we you know one of our inspirations Locatora Radio's Mala Munoz she held a podcasting session a workshop on Instagram live and she's like podcasting doesn't take a lot of money to do what you can really do if you need soundproof materials you don't need to spend money on like the little foam things just get pillows and put them on your on your on your window to like block out any noise if you need space just go and if you have a closet put yourself in the closet and record in the closet take your phone and just record take your computer it's things that like a lot of us have already like in our hands you know what I mean um that we can do work with I film on an iPhone 7 like literally an iPhone 7 plus like it's not even like a, a an X or an 11 Pro or whatever it's an iPhone 7 plus and it gets the job done and yeah and it's it's people just have that misnomer that like you have to do it perfect and I think that's 
going back to what my coworker Veronica was saying, she's like, you don't need to be perfect when it comes to the arts. You don't need to be perfect when it comes to content creation. You just have to create. And that's, that's the gist of it, right? And I think that's what her words actually kind of influenced me to just like, okay, just do it, just start creating. Yeah. And another thing I want to just, you know, when people are intimidated about followers, as someone who, you know, went to a big university and someone who now works in social media, I will say that followers, it's been rounded off that it's only a penny a follower. And also a lot of people didn't know that like they could make a perfect to keep their professional and personal, you know, separate. So you might see someone having like X amount of followers and being like, oh, they're following them because their creation is so great. It's like, no, dude, like they probably went to school with them. They probably know all these people and just told everybody, follow me, follow me, follow me. And then just edited the account while it was going through. So you never really know. And also, do you want everyone to have access to your content, which is now why a lot of content creators are, especially in the age of COVID, a lot of creative people are going to OnlyFans just because, and making Patreons, just because of the fact that like, hey, like um, OnlyFans, only exclusive people can see your content. People that subscribe to you can see your content. And once you you know, even Patreon, if you give X amount of dollars a month, like you get exclusive content. And that can be if you're a musician, that could be if you're an artist, that can be if you're a dancer, it could be anything, you know, but just building up that boundary. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important. And also like followers don't matter. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, if you reach one, if your work reaches one person and they genuinely were changed by it, or they genuinely really reflect on that work and we're like oh my god this piece of work changed my life it's so much better than like 2,000 people just liking your thing because it came up on your timeline like 2,000 people just liking because sometimes people like just to like people don't like because they really care about it you know what I mean but like having like I don't have a great following on my rooftop conversations pages but like I think getting to have people come to me and tell me like, thank you for giving me this platform or like, thank you for giving me the ability to tell my story or having folks, you know, reconnecting with folks that I haven't spoken to in ages or ever, you know what I mean? Like from being, from doing rooftops, I was able to connect with two women from growing up in the Thai community center I went to. And I never spoke to them when I was a kid because of, you know, like Thai misogyny or like, you know, some like that competitive value that we were brought up by our community. But now like getting to know them, getting to know their story, you know, they kind of like, it allowed me to kind of be like, oh, like we face the same things within our community. We want to change it. We want to advocate to do better. And like, it actually made us a lot more closer than we ever were as kids. So it's, it's really interesting to see like people put so much and it's capitalism right people put so much value on followers and monetizing your content but they don't focus on like quality how does that yeah quality like how does that content make you feel how does that content doing this work make you feel like are you happy are you like it's like with every job right like if you turn a job into a job and you could do something you love it's going to be a job but if you do something you love and you just really do it for the passion it's never going to be a job 
Exactly. And I just want to say this as well, is that a lot of people have been taking social media breaks. A lot of creative people have been taking social media breaks and social media breaks are healthy. I read something the other day that you shouldn't go on your social media until you're at least three hours into your day. Because if you see something, especially with right now, everything that we're seeing, um, I'm not going to name things because I don't want to trigger anybody, but there are videos that are circulating that are awful and I have a rule with myself that I don't explore Instagram or any social media platform past seven o'clock because I will get angry (laughs) so um talking about being a sensitive person I will get angry so like for me to get like a good night's sleep seven o'clock is the cap and I feel that like that's why the world needs more people like you may because you put out good content that is giving a platform to people, allowing people to story tell and allowing people to, you know, have something like listen to a positive story. Cause shout out, I love Locatora Radio. Locatora Radio, I feel validates me in so many ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, because they will say things and I'll be like, oh my God, I think that way too. And sometimes if I'm in an environment where it's like, oh, I didn't think it was going to, you know, necessarily like, uh, if my day isn't going a certain way and I listen to Locator Radio, I'm great. Or I listen to an old episode of Giggless, I'm great. Because I'm like, you know, the positivity that is there, despite all the negative things that are going on. You know? Yeah, 100%. I think that's something I'm working on personally. I'm so addicted to Instagram. I'll just say that. Um, and like, I that that is the first thing I check every morning. But I think it also, and I think it's so important to take breaks. I think it's important to distance yourself away, especially for BIPOC creators. I mean, right now the world's so heavy for folks like black and brown folks right now. And it's, it's you know, I'm not going to name any events, but, you know, it is important to like take a step back and just kind of like reset but I also think there's an importance of curating your um creating your feed to um creating your Instagram and your feed to be able to show content like beat the algorithm right so like if all you're following and I'm going to credit this to uh, one of my content another fellow attorney who's a content creator my friend Sophia from the traveling sisterhood she said to me in an episode of Rooftops that it's important to curate your content and what you're seeing, right? So like interact with content, like BIPOC content creators and like their work, interacting with um, social justice news or um, activists and things like that to ensure that your feeds like not just influencers and brands and hype beasts or whatever you want to call them. And if that makes you feel joy, go ahead and follow those folks, but also follow content that like fills your soul that like what content that makes you happy don't stress yourself you know looking at someone's brunch picture if that doesn't make you happy um content like, I need your, a mimosa too yeah <laughs> you know? like or like following folks who may present this lifestyle like someone who's in Dubai and wearing Gucci all the time and if yeah. that makes you happy go ahead but if that doesn't constantly curate your content like interact with content search out for content that makes you feel whole makes you feel good about yourself yeah and to all the artists and musicians that are listening to this that are dependent on people following stories or following daily posts or whatever I will just say this that my story following shot up when I went to Spain last November 
my story following shot up and everybody, when I was in Madrid, everybody was following me. I was getting like, you know, like two, close to 200 views a story or more and on my personal Instagram. And then I was like, you know, I was in Spain and I didn't, you know, lie to anybody, but I made a post and I was like, listen, we're in, these are my friends. I'm staying with them. We are doing Airbnbs. And I was able to get this, um, you know, I was able to get this chip, this trip so cheap because I'm going in the off season and I, you know, half of this, most of like, I only paid $200 round trip because I used an app to help me get a discount. And then I saved up all this money from when I was working in college. And after being so blatantly honest with all those people, it dropped down to only like 60 people following my stories every day when they found out that I wasn't like spending crazy money, like more than half the people drop. I, I like, it was just so weird, but I had people message me like, yo, like you made me feel so much better that like, you're not like that. You're not overtly bragging or that you're trying to show off or anything. I was like, no dude, I worked for this trip and it's within my budget and I'm going to have a good time regardless, you know, and I had an excellent time. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like, it, it's so interesting because I think social media is used as an escape, right? So people see things like these trips for these like luxurious places. Honestly, like I've never really been out of the country except to go to Thailand, which is just going home for me and seeing those trips. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I can go. And it provides an escape. Um, but I think, like you said, right, using social media in a way that's intentional, right? Using social media is a, a consuming content intentionally, ensuring that you're you're able to, you know, like do things that make you happy. Not now, happy doesn't mean like do things that make you like completely ignorant, like just like not be aware of the world, but assume, uh, like consume content that makes you happy and consume content that's going to make you critically reflect on yourself and make you better as a person. And right. like I know for me, like I follow pages you know mostly from like you know I've now tried to incorporate activists like more like BIPOC activists right especially folks who don't have the same identities as me like queer folks or folks who have mobility issues folks who are like in bigger bodies than me so it's like to ensure that I'm getting content and learning more about that and like reflecting on my own privilege and like seeing them and seeing more voices and so anyway that's just a long way of kind of me saying that social media and content creation and, and consumption can be used for good and for like positive things and like you know like like work that you're doing with gig like work that I'm doing with rooftop conversations like you're able to do good things and like be positive in a world um if you're being intentional about it yeah I totally understand um it's just it, it, and I feel that there's a responsibility, a responsibility that, that uh, falls on both the follower and the content creator. And if you don't like what you're seeing, just leave, you know? If you walk into a party and they're only serving chocolate cake and you love strawberry cake or red velvet, you can leave, you know? Yeah, no, um, definitely. Yeah, and I even say that with like people in like things in like rooftop conversations or even my personal Instagram, right? If you don't like what I'm posting, there's a mute button. I've muted so many people for my own mental health. You know what I mean? Um, there's an unfollow yeah. button. I won't feel hurt. You know, if my content isn't serving you anymore on both my personal and my, my rooftop conversation thing, feel free to leave. And that's what 
you know, that you can always just unfollow someone. That that button's amazing. If you don't want to follow, you can, there's a mute button. And that's also great, too. Yeah, so we're winding down to the end of our excellent interview. Um, are there any final thoughts that you'd like to say to anyone who's listening to this episode? Yeah, I think um, if you're looking to create something, just do it, especially during this time. Like, especially during this time in COVID, there are so many possibilities that you can do and film. Um, and if you're, if you were always like waiting to do it, this is the time to do it. And like, as my coworker said, and I'm like going to credit her again, um, just, it's all about just creating it or just get to work and creating it. Um, don't think about being perfect. Don't think about monetizing. Don't think about popularity. If you love it, if you can stand behind it, if you're so passionate about it, and if you're not passionate about it, just put pen to paper and just do it. And the, the, the idea will come from there. I, Literally got the idea for rooftop conversations while boxing upstairs in my like in my gym clothes, and that's how that came about. So just yeah, do yeah. it and just keep going. Yeah, May will definitely knock someone TF out because she ooh ooh boy post COVID she was in the gym at five a.m. She went rumbling and it was like it was excellent. It's definitely all right. Like my my old life was like workout workout workout. It was, I miss it, but, um, I mean, things happen and you just have to adapt. <laughs> I think we've all had to adapt, but yes, thank you so much for coming on this episode of Gigglist. And I will tell people where they can find rooftop conversations on Instagram and also, uh, your per if you want us to post your personal we're going to have yeah. all the links to may's work in the show notes and yeah I've, I've had so much fun talking to you and I like i of course like thank you so much for giving me this platform to talk about my work and things like that gig list is always. amazing <laughs> always always well yeah so this was a great episode of Gigless. And again, for season two, if you know any, if you're listening and you know someone who is a creative person who is experiencing, you know, what it's like post quarantine pandemic and they want to talk about it, our door is open. So yeah. All right. Jane take us out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Gigless Podcast, hosted by Remy Levovic and by Dane Wagner. The song used in our intro and outro is Beach Walk by Unicorn Heads. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to our social media pages on Instagram at Gigless Podcast and our website, gigglesspodcastblog.wordpress.com. There, you can find out more about the artist, contact the host and producer, and find out more about our schedule. Thank you.